Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Yusuf Muhammad. Uh, the M's creation, as usual. We're having the cocktails of conversation, another men's edition. Uh, we have my brother Tim Nubaris again in the building. That's right. Jamil. Jamil uh, Muhammad is in the building. Is in the building. So we do our normal um, introductions. I am what I am. That's Popeye. Um, <laughs> Yusuf Muhammad. <laughs> Tim, you know, do what you do. Y'all know me and Tim, uh, owner of Merchandise Studios and Finding Nuba. You can see that on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, quote known is, uh, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. That's right. Hi, I'm, I'm Jamil Muhammad, author of Learning to Love Again, here to help everyone navigate through their emotional obstacles that they run into in their relationships and hopefully uh, help people learn to love again. Fix your shirt. Okay, you slipping on camera. There you go. <laughs> so, um, today's conversation is just brothers sitting around. We decided to go ahead and record our conversation because we were in the studio talking about life and said, you know what, let's go ahead and record this and just come on the series. So, um, today's conversation, I'm going to let Tim start this one off. Okay. Um, well, I really wanted to hit on something is... This is something that has been the focus of if you're a man, people expect, especially when a woman's looking for a man, she's expecting him to, you know, be all of these things. And the example I use is like, you know, he want to be, you know, six foot three, six foot four, muscles, money, sense of humor, all of these things. And that's on the surface side. Same thing with a man. A man wants his woman to be beautiful, smart, you know, incredible sex and, you know, go on down the line. But what happens when a person is no longer able to fulfill mm. these things that you see, like the check mark on the list? Mm. And that's after the relationship is established, you know, because you need those things to mm. be attractive. You know, if, if you, you know, got three teeth in your mouth, you know, you in between your fourth, your fourth job with your fourth hairline, you know, <laughs> it's certain things as a man that we have to have in order. We got to look good. You know what I'm saying? We got to speak well. Right. You know, we have to be, have those attractive things. Those things are required, you know, in order to attract the person that is for us. You know what I mean? If we're mm -hmm. going to go fishing, you didn't need the right bait. But as the relationship goes on, mm -hmm. life happens to us all. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think that you're not going to hit a storm, you're not on earth. You know, that's just, <laughs> that's just the way it is. I love these clothes, man. You know? <laughs> When life happens, say like, uh, certain things happens to men, you know, if like age for me, shit. age happens, yeah, age happens, and it's gonna happen, you know. what I mean, the only people who are timeless are in the grave, they will be forever young. I so like it's, a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blessing, it's a blessing to be cursed. <laughs> so, like, for me, um, I had a major spinal injury, oh, and yeah. yeah, they they that's a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't they didn't know if I was gonna be able to have kids. Didn't know if I was gonna be able to walk properly. Mm. You know, of course, with that came the money issues. You know, what I mean, I was completely incapacitated. For how long? And so, drink to that for almost a year, honestly. And so, when you're looking at that, you got a family to take care of. And as a man, you used to have that. Here I was, was this solid dude. You know, yeah, I, I was in shape, yeah. then. <laughs> had muscles and stuff. So here I am, reduced down to having people help me use the bathroom 
like not being able to properly wipe myself. You know, here I am standing tall. I'm used to being able to put other people on my back. You know what I mean? The whole mm. other people's strength. Mm. Other people borrowing money and getting advice to me to being reduced down to watching, you know, my muscles jump up and down and stuff like that. And you losing weight and people, instead of people shaking my hand, like, you know, people shake my hand. I notice people start grabbing my wrist, doing me like this. I'm like, wait a minute, people. Oh, nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why are you, you mistreating me? Right. Still and so man. when my, the woman I was with at the time, when her attitude toward me started changing, the respect was gone. Right. You know what I mean? But here I am on the inside, I'm still the same man, you know? I'm, I can't do everything, but I'm doing everything that I can. Uh-huh. You know, so when that happens, when the dynamics in the relationship happen, because it happens to women too. You know, sometimes they might have be going through different issues with their ovaries, and you're looking for a woman. Oh, she's sexy. It's a it's a trip when a woman's sexy that but can't have sex, mm. and that's whoa. the number one driver of a man. Whoa, whoa, so whoa. when she's not whoa. able to perform being sexy, mm. or when you have children and she might be going through an issue, maybe it's postpartum, and the same intelligent, smart woman that you've been able to depend on can't show up. Mm-hmm. And but you still have to the core of that woman ain't changed. Right. Right. That's really. still that woman that you married. Mm-hmm. So all the things that we look for each other mm-hmm. when the dynamics change, how do we as men and women, especially as it's us men, because it's different. How do we handle when situations change? Because we all men, you're not gonna be able. You go one time, you gonna be in the bed, and boom, that's all you got. Whoa, what happened? <laughs> you know what I mean, or when things happen, or let's say you got a business. I'm gonna tell you one thing that let me really know my wife was solid mm. is when someone gave her a offer for a job or opportunity, and she looked at it like, nah, that ain't our plan. We trying to build our mm. household. We got dreams that we trying to build. I see my generations in you. Mm. I see the nations. I see the jobs that we're supposed to do. This white man can't do that for me. Mm. Now, that's something. And here I am not making nowhere near the money that she's making. And I had to go to a point where I had to humble myself because I'm used to being the one that took care of everything Mm. and being reduced down to like, dog, I couldn't do anything if I wanted to. Like, you, you, if you've never been in a position where it's illegal for you to hustle and you can't hustle, you see what I'm saying? And you're like, man, how am I reduced to this? How can I not make this happen? And it lets you know if someone actually is in a relationship. And that's something that you have to get into marriage. Oh, yeah, yeah. When it changed what, who you, you are. You got to go through the trial. Yeah. You got to. Because um, when I first met my wife, you know how you, you start off, you got everything together. Then all of a sudden, life hit. Uh, for me, got Put out the house I was in, lost my job. So imagine you got to, got to handle all of this kind of stuff at one time, but you're courting somebody, dating her. And one of the most memorable times is when I had just enough money to get a, for us to share a salad. Hmm. I, mean, I made money every day, but it was just, I just didn't have a lot that of money. That money had a place to go. Right. <laughs> um, and she remembered that food. Yeah. Every Women will remember that last dime mm-hmm. that you spent on them. Um, and you see what kind of person they made of. Because when that happened to me, where I was kind of, didn't say unstable. I mean, because I didn't, I didn't try to oversell. I, when I told her, I said, listen, I want you to judge me by my history and my work ethic. Mm-hmm. Forget about what I say I'm accomplishing in the future. That involves you trusting me. I'm not mm-hmm. asking you to trust me. I'm asking you to make it. 
Intelligent decision. Right. <laughs> Make it educated. Be with me. Yeah. Right. If if you think my work ethic and my history matches up with what I'm showing you, stick with me. If not, and um, that really impressed me, man. That when I was uh, going through it, man, she, you know, had to learn how to cut up that fruit again. I'm right there. So I remember some some solid advice my my parents gave me. Not even my father. My parents gave me at a young age. Don't marry for looks. Right, what you talking about? And I heard that. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, you got my mom. She looked like a model. Actually, she was a model. You got my mother. My father, mom, that's your choice. <laughs> so, what the hell are you talking about? But then, it was an explanation given behind it because, you know, age. With age, mm -hmm. things come. And both my parents had cancer at the same time. And I was the only one at home. And I wound up staying at home. And you know what? Um, and I want to stay at home. So I was able to see them go through some sh I ain't never, I don't want to show nobody. Mm -hmm. When your parents are both two steps from death, mom has stage three breast cancer. Father has stage three, like heart cancer. And these two are sitting on the couch healing each other mm -hmm. because is not that they weren't in it for the looks. They weren't in it for the money because we've been up and down and I've been down when we've been up many times. But my mother and father said, you marry for the investment in the other person. Mm -hmm. You marry oh, for man. love. You marry for not what they can give to you, but what you all can do for each other. This is, an, this is a bigger business investment than going into business mm -hmm. because this will change your life. The person that you're with can be an anchor and hold you down, or they can be the wings to yourself and help you soar far, further and higher than you've ever been. Mm -hmm. So when we understand that in our relationships, it helps us grow. Mm -hmm. And when you deal with, when you're talking about how when we change as men and women and the check marks, it's hard as hell. Yeah. Because most of us have got relationships where we're not, look at our previous relationships, our marriages. Why did we get into them? What was the reason that we sat down and said, you know what? I'm marrying you. So when I got married um, to now about the ex-wife, my father asked me, why are you marrying her? I gave him an explanation. He said, okay, that's nice. Why are you marrying her? <laughs> it was you down to it for real. He was like, okay, that's nice. Why are you marrying her? So he, he was not trying to convince me differently. He was trying to sell son. Is your reason justified in your mind besides, and that's not, now I never said she had a, a nice body parts or anything and she looked good. He just said, besides all the outer ancillary things, what is your reasoning? Is it enough to make the relationship last? Mm -hmm. When it becomes to that point, then we could talk about longevity relationship and those check marks. Mm -hmm. When he's falling off as a man, Oh, my uh, our homeboy Rasul just walked into the building, so no, we invite him to the conversation. Go, brother. <laughs> As usual, no, he always missed international flying in, <laughs> so we gotta catch him on his schedule. Um, but um, I, we were just talking about the relationship development, and the thing is, like he said, when you're marrying for more than more than, mm -hmm. then the relationship lasts. When you don't, hell, you get what you get. It's just like, you know, when we look at success, especially outer, 
every successful man or woman has gone through a period where they completely fell off publicly or what, what would be on that checklist. And it's almost like when you think about a child or a sibling or an uncle or something like that, it's like, I don't love my child or my brother or my mom because of what my mom can do for me. Because at one point in time, there's going to come a point where there's absolutely nothing that they can do for me. But it's because of who they are. Right. It's like, that's why friends are so important because you choose that family. You choose that family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You you have every right to, we ain't friends no more. <laughs> what you gonna do about it? But it's not for what a friend can do for you. Like a true friend, it's for who they are. I just like you because you you. Right. I don't. And it, it's it's not until I didn't realize how important friendship was until I, that was me and you. We were uh, hanging around some some guys who were used to having so much wealth and nothing but fake friends. No. And we asked them if we wanted to hang out. He was like, "Yeah, man, we could go to the club. We can do this." We was like, "Nah, man, we ain't trying to go to no club." He said, "All we can do." He was like, "Bro, you don't need to buy anything." He was like, "We want to buy the bottles." Yeah. We want to buy. We gonna spend our twelve hundred dollars on on some bottles. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. He was like, "Bro, we Dude. we we trying to get yeah, a table." That's money. But twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred dollars for a table. Look, man, we we go to um. We can go to Rose to go. <laughs> but it was when we told him, look, man, we just want to be around you. We, we don't need nothing. We just, we want to hang out with you. We just like you. All the other stuff, you keep that, man. We just want to see how you doing. And he kind of paused. And you can tell he had never heard that before. Right. And it was, it almost was heartbreaking when we came in the room. He was like, wow, I just, we ain't even known each other for that long. And you are a better friend to me than all these motherfuckers in here that I've been known for years. Yeah. And I look at the same thing in a relationship. When you're in a relationship, and let's say something, because that happened to me when I was injured, and when God takes sex from you, everything get real. <laughs> you can't, because a man, sometimes we use that as dominance. And sometimes we use that to... to uh, to you know, that's my prowess of this or uh, that. Oh, you saying that you you could not perform? I could not perform. I had a uh, I had a major surgery, and I had so much pain. They literally cut into my groin, and a lot of that stuff had been cut away, the muscles and everything. And so I would be in so much pain, I would pass out. And this is one thing I learned: the strength of a woman. They would say, "Well, what you're having is like what a woman would have right before she give birth," and I would black out. And so it got so, so bad that they end up having to just sever the nerves in my spine going to my groin. And so a lot of stuff was just messed up, just army stuff, right? And so when you're dealing with that issue where you're not walking right, when I can't work out anymore, and I'm watching my body just go, just wither away. Here I was, you know, I was at peak. I was like 205, nothing but muscle. And then I watched myself go down to 147. So I'm in there like, they took the strength from the back. I'm sitting up there looking bad. And, you know, when all of the things that you thought make you a man. Right. And God have to go, nah, I'll take all of that from you. I'll take all that money from you. I'll take the friends from you. I'll take your dick from you. What else you, do? What else you want me to take? Because he will reduce you down to who you are as a core, which is probably the best thing. Mm. Because I had so many leeches on me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I had so many people who were clinging on to me for what I could provide. 
And so when you start reducing down, they start falling off. And then you start seeing things for what they are. You see your woman for who she is. You see the world for what it is. You see the job. Your job don't matter at all. At all. When you're job? Like on the line, what? <laughs> job. <laughs> they make you really go, you know what? I need to be in like business for myself. myself. You mean, like, damn, I got replaced that fast? Um, Fred G. Sanford, biggest example about Nas Mike giving a damn about you. The story behind that man is, though, when he died on the set, they continued to film for a few minutes. But then the lawyers came onto the set. His body wasn't even moved. They're walking over his body trying to find a way to keep this show going at the same time. Yeah. Which show was that? Fred Sample. Sample Design? Yeah. Red Fox? Yeah. Wow. He really right. passed on the set. He died. No, no, no. Which was it? Grady? Because Red Fox, then he passed later? I, said, I don't know. They say he died on the set. We're going to check. I'm going to make sure. But no, I would say he died on set. Okay. Somebody died on set. One of them died on set. Somebody, died on, Somebody died on the set. And they continue to film and stepping over this dude by like, yo, we gotta figure out how to get this going. That's you know, that reminds me of a guy who got out. He was working at uh I was working at this call center and became uh, right before I became manager, it was a guy, he was an older guy. And um <laughs> he's a real good guy. And he was like, you know what, Tim? Uh I can't take this shit no more. <laughs> He's like, man, you know, I've been painting and I love painting and I finally, with my weekends, I make more money on a weekend than I do the whole fucking month. Yeah, I'm about to quit this shit and do what I love. Mm. Two months later, after he quit, he died. He didn't realize that he could make more money doing something that he actually enjoyed. When he died, the job didn't give a fuck about him. Mm. Went sent no flowers to the funeral. Had a very nice funeral. Funeral ain't nothing but a party for a motherfucker who ain't gonna never show up. <laughs> Just it. Who can't show up? You know, it's for it's everybody else, buddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's the best part. That's the best music that you can't dance to. You know, and when I'm looking at this man who lived this incredible life, I just knew him as the man that he was in my life. But to see people, see his grandchildren, you know, incredibly talented, took over the whole church plan, you know, to see all of these, all of the things that I didn't know that he was interested in, his children, his family, how prominent he was in the neighborhood, the things that he did as a young man, mm-hmm. overshadowed a lot of things that I would never have thought that he was that type of man. But at the end of the day, what the fuck do it matter? It don't. It don't matter. It don't give a damn about your life once you in. They say the, the clock keep the clock keeps ticking. Keep ticking. And the, the world, world keeps, keeps moving on. on. That's it. And we we I'm sit up here and waste our lives giving a fuck about what other people think and using it as a way to not marginalize, but you know, shape our life depending upon what see I got to the point where I've knocked on death two times in my life. I think one of them they damn near pronounced me dead when I was there. Yeah, was so bus accident, right? No, nah, nah, I was a kid. Um, same damn situation. Anyhow, but both times you knocking on death door and you really start to look at this like, bruh, I give a fuck what you think about exactly. me. Because exactly. at the end of the day, your opinion will not feed my children. Mm-hmm. 
your opinion will not help me get me further. Now, I can see you being the foreman or whatever, the, the superintendent of the job I'm applying to. Yes, that does, you know, shape my life a little bit. But that's just in that one particle of my life. Mm-hmm. Bruh, I can, I can give two fucks, not even one maybe, about what you think. And once we start to understand this as men, we start to develop, and too often I look at my brothers, and including myself, because again, I always, you fall back into the certain ways. We formulate our life based upon the opinions of others. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder when you're 50 years old, like we had our conversation we had the other week about oh, wow. when you're 70. Oh, damn, mm-hmm. now I got it. Oh, now, oh, right. man. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think. Yeah, right. you, I don't, yeah. you have you. Like, You're right. cool. Right. It's <laughs> like that. Oh, why? We're taking seven years old to get to this point. Yeah. Like, again, going back to the point, you know, I was just listening to my daddy when I was 20. My daddy told me the same thing when he was 50. He was like, look, son, all of us, our daddies told us they were 50, 40 years old. Hey, son, stop that bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chill out with that. Like, you know, what you're doing over there is cool, but they might help y'all. Mm-hmm. And we like, I don't give a damn what you think, Dad. This makes me cool. I'm grown. <laughs> I do. But <laughs> well, I want to do you. And what you want to do is wrong. Right. Wrong is <laughs> 10 miles a bad roll. That's horrible. And that's a long way in reverse to get back to that. Right. It's, it's, it's not even long way in reverse. It's like, I man, you bring up some good points. You know, as you get older, it's hard as hell to go back to do stuff. Are you talking about, it's hard as hell to the go club? back. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's 9 o'clock oh, on a Saturday night. <laughs> the club? No, no. You brought up something that was so prominent. That was when we was partying. We partied every day. Uh, Not a lifetime. Every Saturday. That's exactly what he said. He was, he was making yeah. some shit shake. And he said, you niggas ever think about what the fuck y'all celebrating? And we was like, <laughs> in the middle of the dance, we was like, oh, ooh. <laughs> and it was like, we were so partied out that <laughs> we really had to sit up thinking, what are we celebrating? Oh, wow. We ain't had not one business idea. No. I'm still broke. Broke as hell. Struggling. And it was funny because my, my brother was like, look, let me tell you something. If she like you, she'll pay you. <laughs> that was the best and worst advice ever. Because I was like, oh, oh get me now. Get me now. But, no, but really, it, it, it really brought me back into focus. Because I remember that year you showed me about the uh, the vision board. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did the vision board. And literally, I did almost everything on my vision board. Mm-hmm. I traveled. I did. Every, I was a personal trainer. I the, all Everything on there. And I, I, I there was a picture of some money. Uh, it was hundreds, $100 bills. And I counted each of the hundred dollar bills, and that was like my uh, my bi week my my monthly paycheck. Mm. I wish I would have got some more. <laughs> <laughs> but I counted. I was like, oh man, this is like. But I did that. <laughs> I did it. But it it really brings back to who are you at your core, right. because you can add all of that stuff on top. Of but just like when um, you know, the man from my job when he passed away, who he was at his core was so much more than the outside. Because people were able to celebrate his life. Mm. But the thing is, I want to be able to live my life in celebration of it. You know what I mean? The same thing with my my woman. When at the times when things go low, all of 
the beauty fades. And right. beauty doesn't fade just because the beauty fades. Mm. Like, you can get used to beauty. Hell, how many of all of we don't date nobody ugly, please. But this is Atlanta. <laughs> beauty is everywhere. <laughs> Beauty's everywhere. There's nothing unique about beauty. No, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like we had a partner that, that uh, had a Porsche, a Porsche truck, right? Wrecked it. <laughs> he wrecked it. Drunk but driving. After a while, yeah. to him, it was yeah. just a truck. Yeah. You know, other folks, ooh, ooh, who, who pushes that? But to him, it was just a car. And you didn't realize. To you, to me, it's a blue car. <laughs> <laughs> to him, it was like, he went and got a, like a Benz or something. Like, what a button. Like, I don't remember. It was, yeah. it, was, it was something crazy. But, you know, once you have it, it's like, okay. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with all of us have dated some beautiful women. But I remember, like, a lot of guys were like, oh, man, she's gorgeous. Like, Nigga, that's man, just what she, she, she But you get to the point where it's like, what that's just say, what she look like. The dude say, it don't matter how beautiful she is, behind closed doors, she can get your damn nerves. Yeah. It don't matter. Yeah. It don't matter. No matter who it is. She can be beautiful to everybody else, but to me, God damn, it's going to get on my nerves. I got to go home to this. She don't cook. She don't clean. God damn. She don't complain. At the end of the day, it all boils down to what are you willing to deal with? Right, and, and that goes right. on on both ends of that mm -hmm. spectrum. What are you willing to deal with? Now, in marriage, we should be trying to deal with it and work through it. Shit. But everybody's a liar. <laughs> everybody's a liar. <laughs> I mean, call it it. And those were even my words. Oh, Miss Parker said that. He said, "I ain't doing weddings no more because all y'all liars." Because the only time he said, "I do funerals only." That's it. But yeah, because we really to death do our sport. Think about it. Through sickness and health, for better or worse. Wow. That that goes <laughs> back to what we're right. talking about. It's, it's, it's right there. Yeah. And if you look at it, when you're in the moment, everyone's just happy. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah, we're yeah, yeah, do this. with that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Until Sickness happens. Until, yeah, sickness until happens. that trial hit. Until that trial hit. For worse. For worse. Richer or poorer. We already poor. We should be Ooh. for poor and poorer. <laughs> exactly. And then it's like, well, damn. But the thing is, richer is a mug too. When you really hit big. When you got nothing to do and you and you don't know how to, to treat others and you don't know how exactly. to give. So exactly. now you got money, but... You don't know what to do with it, so you're really depressed because mm -hmm. you're you're thinking only of yourself. Exactly. Next point, say you judge a man. And I'm sorry, Jamil. Um, judge a man based upon his wealth, how he acts when he does and he doesn't have money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what is a woman based upon when she's happy and she's not happy or something like that? I don't remember the exact words or how it goes, but mm -hmm. our judging standards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are we gonna do? When we have these things, oh yeah. But my fault. Oh man, I wanted to talk about what he was saying with the guy, because I always thought about security. You know, how as a man, you be like, I gotta offer security. Yeah. And oh, shit, if you lose that <laughs> oh, job yes. or the business not making money, security. are you offering security to your wife? But then I find out it's not security if you're not happy. You have That's to true. be doing what mm -hmm. you love to do. That's what brings security to your family. No matter how much money you make, it's whether or not you enjoy it and you want to be able to really invest the time to be great at it. Because it don't matter what a job paying you. If you're not happy, your family's not secure. So when I started putting my purpose as this is the only thing that can secure the family is me doing my purpose. Then the relationship thing start flowing. I attracted the right kind of person in my life because when I was trying to fit the molds of 
what people say that you should be doing mm-hmm. in your 20s and your 30s. And no matter what job you have, no matter what business you're doing, you still have to find out what's your niche in life. Yes. That's Always. when you're like, yeah, it don't matter how much money I make. I'm happy. This is how much I make. Can you mm-hmm. dig it? And if yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> that, that's true. It's like Doug Dynasty. The guys that got millions, but you can't pay them to come and live in Atlanta. You know what Never. I mean? That, that, you, know, that, that, you know, for them or for anyone, there's a lot of people who out there who have, you know, uh, the type of success that is materialistic, and none of it means nothing to them. They're happy being able to take care of their family. They're happy being able to wake up in the morning and do something that they actually love to do. Because I think that what is crazy is to wake up in the morning. To do something that you hate, just to wake up in the morning and do it again. Yeah, that's hell. That's hell. That's a loop. That's, that's a, a black man's world. We're talking about brother. You can't make if I'm angry every day going to work, I can't give my my best to my society, to my job, to myself, to my family, to my children. And same thing for a woman. If she's not living in her purpose, because a lot of times we focus on our purpose. Mm. And when we are not living in what we're supposed to do, we're attracting somebody else who ain't doing what they're supposed to do. And so they can't see themselves there. And a lot of times we'll be so blinded by what we're doing mm. that we can't see them. Our, our light will outshine and shine on them. And we're thinking that we're seeing... We're seeing them. <laughs> that's doing our light. That's my light. Reflecting. my fault. She's just a mirror. That's it. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, but it take that. You know what I'm saying? Because when you are with the right person, um, I think we was talking earlier about, like, being tempted to cheat. You know, when you are tempted, it's a temptation. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get... Like, I hadn't eaten meat in years. But tell me, if I pass by... So like some 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 shrimp, no some lamb. lobster. Oh man, some lamb. You know, huh. I'm coming. I'm like, woo. Oh, that smell good. Yeah. <laughs> but I when I get to it, it smell good. I mean, you you smell it where you can taste it, and don't mm-hmm. mess around. Be faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You can smell the food that is coming out the <laughs> container <laughs> that is in the plastic that's coming straight from the store. <laughs> but at my core, when I get too close to it, it starts to turn my stomach. That's right. Mm. You know, I'm looking at it, and to me, you know, I'm all sensitive in Disney. I'm looking at this animal that had a name. <laughs> but, you know, oh, you worried about that? <laughs> His name, Dinner. <laughs> but, you know, it's certain things. When, when I took on this lifestyle, it was certain things that happened. Mm. And I said, this is the lifestyle that I'm going to take. And a lot of times I'm like, man, you know what? It ain't going to hurt nobody. I give me a piece of fish. Man. And then I go over there to the fish spot, and I'm like, of all the places to get fish from, <laughs> you know what I mean? the hole in the wall fish spot, <laughs> coming from me, like, yep. hell no, so kill when, yourself. Exactly, but that's the same thing when you get tempted in life. Yeah, you know, when you're with someone and you're satisfied, and it's like, man, you know what I'm saying? I've been gone for a minute, mm. and you go, she smelled good and she looked good, and that booty bouncing and everything. You know, like, man, let me tell you something. Then when you get to her. You're reminded of who you are. Exactly. It's like, mm, it ain't about your wife at that point. It ain't about your marriage or nothing. It's who are you? Who are you? And what is this? It's only makes sense. Let's drive down that curve right there. Drive down that curve. Before we go there, because I I had a caveat for for two of those things we were talking about, because we kind of went from purpose to something else. So 
Yes, being happy about what you do, but not just settling with anything that you do. Mm-hmm. Because we as men, sometimes we settle. Yeah. And that's the reason why God put women in our life to make us not settle for just <laughs> anything. Right. Thing. Right. No, we got to know. It's like, okay, well, what is your purpose? Like, we don't know our purpose. Like you said, we can be working a nine to five. I can't stand this job, but I'm making money. Mm-hmm. You know? Or even, oh, this job is all right. I'm making money, but I'm not going but so far with this. Mm-hmm. You know? So now it's like, well, damn, what do I need to do to get this next level? That's That goes back to personal training. You have, everybody has a threshold. I could be lifting 200 pounds in the gym and like, shit, I'm good. It's nice. It's easy. It's, I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. But then if I want to get to 300, guess what? I got to I gotta step it up. I got to put on 275. There's no growth. If not exactly. There's no growth. So if you if you at 220, you're trying to get to 300, you can't stop at 220 and think you good. Or 225, oh, this is me right here. No, you got to get that 275 on there and start going back to one. Until you mm-hmm. get past that threshold, mm-hmm. you know that's pain. Goes back to that pl- that pressure, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's the way we are trained to be. And then when we get the proper right woman and knows how to talk to her man and deal with her man, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. had a good point right there. <laughs> that yeah, knows how to, to talk. Yeah, and she can cultivate and she can help you grow further. Mm-hmm. She can take you to the next level because she knows how what buttons to push and what buttons mm-hmm. not to push. To get you to move in a positive way, because she sees you. That that woman, she sees you where you're supposed to be. Yeah, she sees you, and you can't get that. Like, if a woman, <laughs> I put it like this, she get frustrated because you ain't got there yet. Exactly. She's looking at you like I can't understand why you ain't why doing what you're doing. Because I don't understand. Cause I ain't there yet. So trying to get there. I can't answer. So I seen this post today, and it always really bothered me. Dale telling what you're saying when a woman's saying stuff to you or she's asking really of you and is really asking you to mature as a man and develop and grow but we take it as nagging so we go back into our little box and become a little five-year-old again so I saw this post really? earlier yeah that's you, yeah, you know what we do as men um I saw this post earlier it said that a woman who asks for nothing will get everything but a woman who always asks for something she gets little or nothing. And mm. I saw that post, and y'all may not agree with me, but no, uh, this is just, we have a conversation. That shit pissed me off. Pissed you off. Because as a, I looked at that as some immature shit that's a, that we as men say. Mm. Because if your woman is asking you for something, there's some need that's not being fulfilled. Man, you hit the nail on it. You hit the nail on it, bro. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, as a man, she's coming to you. Most of the stuff that our women have asked of us, we get upset about it. But like Naima said the other day on the show, you know, it's some sh- that need to be done. Period. Take the trash out. I don't feel like doing that. that. I'm going to do it with later when I feel like when I want to do it. But you see the trash yeah. running over, bro. But yeah. women, women have that, that intuition. Like, she might not know nothing about a car, but she know you need to go get it service. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, look, I know how to do my own car. You know what I do for a living? Then next thing you know, kick it, kick it. But she told you. And then she look at you because she don't want to say nothing to hurt your pride. She exactly. You like. She like, she told you to empty that garbage. Or next thing you know, you got <laughs> bears, roaches, and termites. <laughs> right? Toilet <laughs> running through the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you got the trash I did that. And a lot of times it's our pride. She'll tell mm-hmm. you to go get a professional to do something. 
And see, one thing that I learned about having a professional, even though you might be able to do that, your time is more precious. Oh, man. Your time yes. is more precious. She knows that yes. you need to be focusing on your stuff. That, that, that man, that's his purpose. Them do that. His Them purpose is plumbing. Right. <laughs> you might not, you might know how to do it, but that ain't your purpose. You, you taking away from your hours out of the day to do something menial mm -hmm. so you can pound your chest on, I'm a man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not doing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> unless, unless you know what you're doing already. Yeah. Unless you have an idea, understanding of what you're doing, and it's not ego. It's just that, okay, I can take care of this. Exactly. I don't have to do that. And because you're going to take of care of it. Yeah, exactly. Because man is maintaining of his own. So, and not take yeah. all day. All year, because you didn't want to do two screws at a time. Because right. <laughs> you're just all so busy in life. I'm getting, I'm getting to it. I'm getting I'm to get it. Them. Let, let me get it. Don't worry about it. Calm down, mechanic. Calm, mechanic. Let's get this done. But that's that's the thing about acknowledging other men as well, and it really still goes back down to what is your purpose. Your purpose, because it's a lot of stuff that we as men know how to do. Mm -hmm. So how do you it's a lot find of your purpose? So, so I'm gonna say, mm -hmm. dovetail what you're just saying. So, if people come around me and they say I'm a jack of all trades, I will cut you up real quick. You're a master mm -hmm. of nothing. Mm -hmm. My father, because my father cut me up, and it's not that I'm cutting people because he cut me up. Is he cut me up to give me, put me on game and knowledge so I grow? He put me on. Um, I think it's Malcolm Gladwell's. 10,000 uh, hours of mastery. Read the book. Um, read. In the, in, right, read. In, um, in the book, read. he talks about the 10,000 hours. But you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the whole thing is you become a jack of all trades. But my father, so he, this is how he told me. He said, you become a jack of all trades and a master of nothing. Mm -hmm. He said, think of someone who can fix a car. I thought of someone. He said, think of someone who cuts hair. Mm -hmm. You think of someone. You think of somebody who can make a cake. All right, cool. Think of somebody who can fix a car. You got four examples in your head. Now, if somebody walks up, it's like, man, I'm a jack of all trades. I can do all of this. When you want your cake baked for your um, wedding, are you going to think of them? Mm. You're going to think of the person who mastered it. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. Oh, I need my car fixed. I need a tune-up. You know he does it. Mm -hmm. But you know, this is what this man does all day, every day. Even if he's a shade tree mechanic, that's what he does. Mm -hmm. I'm a car shade tree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I need a haircut. You may be my boy, but I'm still going to the barbershop. Exactly. Only two. Right. Exactly. Yeah, he got, yeah, I got a backup. <laughs> I always got a backup, but that's it. Just like female. So the whole thing, you become a jack of all trades, but you have not mastered something where you stick out of somebody's head to say, that's, That's it. What I mean. So when we talk about finding purpose, how do you find your purpose in life? Well, I'm going to share just one little thing with that. Because there are a lot of things that we could do mm -hmm. in life. Mm. But at the end of the day, if your purpose is not aligned with what the needs are of the people and what God wants mm -hmm. for this world, then you you have not hit your purpose yet. Mm. You might have hit many things that are good, but you ain't hit what's good for you. Gotta bring it up. Let's go. Donald Miss Louis Farrakhan. He was a musician. He was excellent yes. as a musician, as a performer, and he had money rolling in as a performer. They wanted him to do like everything and go everywhere and all, all that. Triple platinum, he could have been. But 
that was not his purpose. Right. That was what he was good at, great mm -hmm. at, but that was his purpose. His purpose, he had to literally be stripped away from that first before he could find out what his purpose was, which was the word of God speaking to the people. Now, I ain't saying everybody needs to become a preacher or a <laughs> No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you got to sometimes what you think is your purpose, not your purpose. Prime example, everybody want to be a rapper nowadays. Everybody want to be um, play basketball. I'm good at it. How many people actually went to college ball and went to the NFL? I mean, uh, NBA. Either excuse, one. You right. know, or very either one, yeah. Very, very small percentage. Just because you're good at it don't mean that that was what it was for you to do for, for the rest of your life. No, but... If you did not get smart and say, okay, I'm going to use this college, um, I'm going to use this um, time in college to study, get an education or whatever since I'm here, and play ball, then you're thinking you're just going to be a ball. So then when you don't make it, then what happens? Right. Now you end up at, like, McDonald's or some shit, you know, because <laughs> right. you, didn't, you didn't find out what your purpose was while you were there. That's not to say you still can't find your purpose, but you wasted time because you was focused on one thing that you was good at, as opposed to finding out what else is there in me that God can help bring out. I, I think I can help illuminate on that. Yeah. Your purpose is not your occupation, it's why you're doing it. Mm. Oh, shit. I like it's that. Actually, <laughs> it's the inspiration that this? drives you. Uh -huh. That's particular and unique to every single person. It doesn't matter what the job is. It doesn't matter what the career is. It's why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. That's why you were talking uh, about, like, why did you, your dad was asking, why did you get married? Because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what other people, why this person doing it. It's why you're doing it. Right. Which deals with your purpose. So, for a man to find his purpose, he has to figure out what his primary motivation to doing something that brings ultimate mm -hmm. fulfillment. Yes. He can be good at 20,000 things, but he's doing it for one reason that he's mm -hmm. doing his purpose. Mm -hmm. And if it's just for money, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Right. Yeah, Coronavirus so changed all that. <laughs> <laughs> you're only going so far but with that one. I want to hit, hit like, definition of what they have is purpose. Okay. It's the uh -huh. reason for which something is done Word or created. Hold mm -hmm. on, read that again. The reason for which something is done or created mm -hmm. or for which something exists. Mm -hmm. As a verb, that's a noun. As a verb, it's have as one's intention or objective. Mm -hmm. And I think what a lot of people get mixed up is skill versus purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your existence, the reason the intent, when you have a bumblebee, mm -hmm. different bumblebees have different jobs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Everybody the ones that we job. see, their specific mm -hmm. objective. Mm. Their purpose for existence is they're they're, they're collecting all of that. But the purpose is, if there were no bees, none of us would exist. Mm -hmm. They're they're actually considered the most important organism on the planet right now. Yes, that's why it's bad. And so, if that bee decided, you know what, I'm real good at hitting flips. <laughs> you know, I can be the best. A bee flipper in the world. They they, they got something called Instagram. <laughs> I'm gonna hit buzz, 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 buzz. And he forget. And other bees go. You know what? I like that. that. I like that. that. I'm gonna do that. And that's what we in the as black men have done. Somebody said, you know what? I'm real good at rhyming words to a beat. And everybody said, I'm gonna try that. That's it. That's a that that's is a problem. skill mm -hmm. versus purpose. Mm -hmm. What were you created for? Yeah. 
Yeah. What was, and you know, the same thing when we look in relationships, when we can look into ourselves as men, everything else does not matter because my purpose, my creation, God created me to do this into the world. Mm. And what my, me doing what I'm doing, it not only affects me, my family, my neighborhood, my wife, and my nation, it affects everything because I'm doing what God told me to do. So, I have a thought process in this choice. So, no. so, you can use your, can you, maybe it's a question, whatever, use your skill as a tool to create your purpose. Definitely. Ooh, so, when you talk definitely. about these, ooh, I can rhyme over a beat, I think of the brothers who are successful with their business of rhyming who's taking it outside of it to create a business. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z says, I'm not a businessman. I am a business man because yeah. he's taking mm -hmm. his skill and use it as a tool mm -hmm. to create a purpose for himself in life to generate money for his family. Mm -hmm. So when we start talking about men, how are we lacking in that one little step? Because we're supposed to be matriculating to better, bigger, and better, but some of us get to a step and we just stagnate. But see, I'm glad you, I'm glad you actually mentioned Jay Z, because, as you said, he started off as a rapper. He did not stay there. No. Mm -hmm. He did not, and that's the biggest problem. We get complacent. Mm. Once again, the purpose of a good woman in our lives. Come on, come on, talk about that. They won't allow us to get complacent, mm -hmm. and if they're a good woman. They won't allow us to get complacent. Mm -hmm. They're gonna help drive us and cultivate the purpose that we have started, or even realize the purpose that is for us, mm -hmm. even though we might be here, even if we're successful, even if we're not successful. It will help you get to the next level. That's why they're called the help meet. Meet, not M-E-A-T, but the- M-E-E-T. That's right. Help meet and overcome the obstacles that are in our I'm glad you mentioned that because it doesn't matter how old you are, don't matter how long you've been doing mm -hmm. something, your purpose is an ever changing, changing. thing where you're constantly trying to actualize right. your your potential through the fulfillment of doing your purpose. So you could be 80 years old still still trying to do it. Mm. And, still, and still getting it. Right, right, still getting it. And it's not it's not about how many jobs, occupations. That that doesn't mean you're doing your purpose. Mm. It's it's something much deeper, mm. much quintessential to mm. your very identity. And it'll compile all still leading you god leads us he might close one door you already god closed one door he's gonna open another one mm. but he's literally guiding you through life so you might have been going in one direction and it'll you will hit this wall but the knowledge that you learned in that right. direction prepared you for the next step right the right. next direction mm. you see so um we're, we're muslim so we read the quran and, and the Bible. And the Bible, no, but this this specifically for the Quran. In the Quran, the story of Joseph mm -hmm. and the visions that he had. Yes. Joseph and his visions. I need to probably read it. Maybe in the Bible. I haven't read no, it's, it's, in depth. It's but both, I think, but it's both. Okay, thank you very much. Um, so you're right, it is Joseph Many Colors. Um, so and my father would always tell just me. Just so y'all know, I'm Christian as well. So it's not just one perspective. Right, it's not one perspective. Thank you very much. <laughs> we are, Thank all, you. We all are under God. So, <laughs> so y'all can Christian, understand. You're a Christian. You're we are Muslim. all one. That's just what it is. Right, we believe like, God. I was just trying to put it in perspective for this for this thought. 
uh, my father, I use my father because it's taken me, I'm 37, it took me years to really begin to understand my father. And I'm still in my immaturity at time growing. So yeah, um, he would tell me when I was going through some developments in business and my personal life, he gave me the example of Joseph and many colors. No, Joseph and his visions. And Rasul, please correct me if I'm saying this. Um, he said that when Joseph was in jail, he had the vision of the, um, uh, the, the man had a vision. No, the king had a vision and he asked my yeah, interpret interpret interpretation of the vision with um, the bird eating at the man's head and another one serving wine and he told him what it was. Mm -hmm. I get into that part. Yeah. But my father, and he gave different other versions, different other parts of the Bible, Joseph is interpreting visions. So my father said the other part about it is that there are three visions that men have, or three visions, three forms of visions. The visions of a ordinary man, the visions of a great man, and the visions of a king. I mean, mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying, I may be saying it wrong. The visions of an ordinary man come to pass immediately. The visions of a great man take a few years to happen. Yeah. But the visions of a king can take a lifetime. That's right. And in our visions, or in our life, excuse me, in our articulation of our life, we as men often get down mm -hmm. because we see a vision in our head and it's not came to pass yet. And we become upset with God. And this is the mature conversation that Why we have. Why hast thou forsaken me? Say it, say it. Word clear that thing. Look up the word steadfast. Thank you very much while I'm finishing that one. So we become upset with God. We become upset with ourselves. And then this is what leads us oftentimes into activities that we don't that we're doing because we're thinking we're believing our frustration. So this is how we become whores and have multiple women. This is how we get into oh, drugs, God. sex, alcohol, rock because roll. rock and roll too. <laughs> <laughs> because our vision has not came to pass, but we don't understand that uh, uh, things that are out of due season do more harm than good. Yes. So I'm trying to knock on some walls because y'all said oh, I, I don't talk, talk too often, but. Stay focused, and this is for men and women. But so, go ahead with steadfast. So steadfast, because see, steadfast goes hand in hand with patience. Go ahead. We hear about patience a lot, but patience is only one level. So um, steadfast means resolutely or dutifully firm and unwavering. Mm. You see, it's one thing to have your patience, but if you're still wavering, right? You you're not. You get to the door and then you back away and you go the other way because. You don't feel like it's working out. Right. So I'm going to be patient with it, but I'm not going to deal with it right now. No. You got to keep working towards that goal that you have set for yourself. I don't care what nobody say. The goals that I set, and you know most of them. I, I didn't share, you know, yes. I don't share a lot. Yes. You know, but the goals that I have set, mm -hmm. I got to be steadfast because there are they're king goals. Matter of fact, scratch it. They're God goals. That's the word. They're God, God goals. goals. So I got to keep working at it even while i'm doing other stuff it never leaves my mind mm. you know so that's those are the steps mm -hmm. it, that that takes step to be steadfast and patient and prayerful mm -hmm. so continue god have you ever had to do a job that was minuscule after mm -hmm. you've done this big job you made all this money 
I didn't know it happened to me. I went for entertainment and watched this. Oh, uh, man. And uh, I remember I was so humble, man, because I couldn't believe that I had to really focus on something that I thought that I would never have to do again. Mm -hmm. But people around me was like, no, 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 you need to take whatever position you're in and leverage it. Mm -hmm. Because there is no accident. So like you used to talk about the purpose. Yeah. You can be in a relationship that you swear, oh man, I, no, you need to do the best you can, no matter mm -hmm. how bad the circumstances are, no matter how long it lasts, because you never know what the next door is going to lead you. Mm -hmm. So that door I was in led me to doing my own sort of catering business. But I would never have picked that up if I wouldn't have paid attention to the details of washing dishes after leaving the entertainment uh, business. And a lot of times, us men, we get down and we have to take minuscule work oh, to get that back That is up. beneath me. Exactly. <laughs> I refuse. Do you know who I am, right? Man, <laughs> yeah, please. You the dude oh, that needs a job. <laughs> right. Dude, I'm so glad you mentioned that. So with my uh, my last, my ex-wife, uh, and when we first got married, so you know how it went. I literally was leaving the country. I had a position in Saudi Arabia working um, with a dentist, basically managing their his whole orthodontic practice and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I had the position prior to me or going to courtship and, and, and becoming married. And so I did not take it. I was like, you know what? It's cool. I'm not going to go. I'm going to get back into banking because that's what I was doing before. All this explained, of course, on the table. She knew where I was going, changed my plans, stayed. So while I was looking for work as a banker, I was working at UPS. I was trying to get back into banking, working at UPS, just trying to get by. Because you got to do something. something right. You can't do nothing. Right. But even with that, the banks would not hire me. I'm like, what the hell is this? All this experience? <laughs> and they won't hire me. You are? You know how much money I brought into the banks? You know? It's not me. So, but what I ended up having to do, I literally had to stop what I was doing at damn, at um, UPS because I was killing my legs. But what I ended up doing was, I went and got a certification as a fire watch, OSHA 10 certification, got mm -hmm. it and went, literally drove to Iowa. I was like, look, I got to do something. I can't have no money coming in and I'm a married man. So I went to Iowa and stayed there until they hired me on the damn job. And I was working the plant making more money. I ain't going nowhere. Ain't going no. money, you know? <laughs> but you're going to give me a damn job. And I stayed there and worked and sent money back for what I could. Sent it back. You know, and that, that was more because I was working way more hours and getting double time pay and all that good stuff. But you got to do something. Mm -hmm. You right. can't do nothing. Right. And all the while still doing that, setting up businesses. Mm -hmm. While I was doing that, I'm literally working all night. And then in the daytime, I'm working on the business that I'm creating because I know I can't stay in Iowa for the rest of my life. My wife down in Atlanta, I'm in Iowa for months, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so something had to give. But the point is, you got to do something. And just one last thing on that, all that money I made for the bank, I was reminded, um, what's, what's that movie? I, think oh, I, I know love my wife. This, this is how much said, you this is, You see this table? This is our company. This penny. That's how much money you made for us. That's it. That's how much your little, all the money you made is worth. 
for this company. Basically saying, once again, we don't give a fuck about you. Mm. <laughs> and we were Because you were dropping the budget. You were dropping That's the budget. It. Wow. And see, the so thing about... That's it. I, I think it's important for us to be reminders mm-hmm. of that purpose. Because when you take all of it, when you strip all of this stuff away, what you're really reduced to, when we look at the great people in history, mm. most people in history, pretty much most, we're not in awe of their wealth. Yeah. We're, in, we're in awe with who they are. Because mm. when you look at a great person, they're known for their titles. Mm. Alexander the so-called great. Yeah. So the honorable great. Minister Farrakhan. The honorable. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you look Most at a person, we look at this is who they were. Mm-hmm. We don't care about how much money they make because it ain't in our pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I can spend $1. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? We might look at like Mansa Musa or something like that. Mm-hmm. But what it took to make the wealth and maintain the wealth yes. and what is actually kept because whatever Mansa Musa has does not exist anymore for anyone. To enjoy, it exists, but it's in a different it, form. It's a different form, not in the form that it was at the it, time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because so, stay up to date. But the only things that matter are the things mm-hmm. that go past your lifetime. Mm-hmm. When we think about the people who made us who we are, mm-hmm. we are the sum total of our ancestors to exist today. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Without them, that you got look all the hardship that they went through, all of the the good times, the bad times, the people who we will never remember in history. Mm-hmm. Their whole purpose of existing was for us to be here right now. That's it. That's right. And so we are doing a very injustice by not living our life to the very fullest potential for not just for them, but for us. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what we exist for. That our purpose was to do something. And so when we look at into a relationship, a man versus a woman, we really have to once once you understand that, mm-hmm. it changes your perspective. On literally everything. So when a woman breaks up with you, or when she says, "Oh, well, you ain't the man," this, that, and the other. But my my purpose ain't to make you ain't happy. to make you happy. Right. I you make it, it, there's happy. here it is. Here's God. Here is you. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's that's what it is. I I, I know we had a lot of subjects. We had some subjects to cover. Man, we we, we good. I can make you happy if you just believe in me. <laughs> We can make that show simple and less than a minute. I can't make you happy unless you're happy with your damn self. Uh, look, play Will Smith at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, how I, I cannot make you happy. It is your responsibility to make yourself happy, and I have to make myself happy, and we can be happy together. What did uh, Cat Williams say? Bitch, it's called self-esteem. <laughs> Esteem it yourself. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> we do not condone bitchalism. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to bleep that out. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> the disclaimer was already said. The disclaimer was put there for every At the beginning. Right. Hey, man, we're using that shit right there. So, you know, as we are uh, getting ready to start closing this out, um, as always, I thank my brothers for the in-depth thought process of dealing with us as matriculating as men. Too often, 
Tribulation. Yes, we we don't have these conversations about our own development. We're giving secrets. <laughs> hey, yeah, we do. Um, and we we just sit around and as men, we talk around the subject. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about the subject. And when you're not talking about the subject, it creates a problem because then, just like in our relationship. When you and your wife or you and your spouse, you and your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever it is, the person you're arguing with, when you're not talking about the situation, as uh, Naima said the other day, you know, this dishwashing is the equivalent of my ass. It's the fact that I'm talking about the dishes, I'm talking about the trash, but I'm really talking about the fact you ain't gave me no attention this week. Mm-hmm. And you're not addressing me. Mm-hmm. Are you not addressing the subject? So therefore, it continues to perpetuate and it grows. Mm-hmm. And as long as you talk around the subject, it's like I always say, it's like the issue is dirt on the ground and it's a broom when we talk around it and we sweep it under a rug. Because you talked about it and the rug is just you talking about it. And they continue to keep sweeping stuff under it. And this big pile. And then all of a sudden, it just drops out from under the rug or it drops out the closet you put into. And now you're faced to deal with an angry person or angry situation. Mm-hmm. Talk about the subject. And this is why we have these cocktails and conversations. Because communication is important, but what we're yes. taught, proper communication proper is most important. Because you have to know, just like this little key, sisters, it's not what you say to us. It's how you fucking it's how you say it. Say it again. It's brother. how you say it. That's it. Because Damn. you can tell us the same thing. Baby, I need you to go to the store and please get some diapers for the baby. Fuck it. All right, I'm going. Get your ass out there and give me some diapers because these babies are stinking to get on my nerves. You know they need some diapers. Why you ain't went nowhere to get no diapers? Right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. And you've now created tension in your house and problems because you just didn't say, hey, you know. And it's not looked at you raising it and you're not babying us or calling us. It's oh, just, no. you don't want me saying, baby, you fat as hell right now. <laughs> you need to lose some goddamn weight. Or I could just say, you know what, baby, you know what? I got us a gym membership. Let's start working out together. Mm-hmm. I said the same do. thing in two different forms, and you would accept this one Which versus one that one. Mm-hmm. That's just a little key that I found out about my own life. And it's not what I say, it's how I say it to people. Bottom line, the proper handling of the people. Oh, that's it. All the way. That, 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 that was my clothes right there. You want to treat others the way they want to treat, how, how you want to be treated. You want people to talk to you with respect, so mm-hmm. show respect. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it was Brother Noor who shared that the song R-E-S-P-E-C-T, Respect, was written by a man for That's a woman. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's really what that is. They flip it in the woman's side. Because she had awesome it's so Actually, they both sold. did it. Yeah. But she but sold she more sold. than he did. But at the end of the day, men need respect. And women need what? And women need love and attention. That's it. Respect. That's another conversation. Respect too, but <laughs> you get something too. I'm, we're not saying you don't deserve respect. We're just saying <laughs> <that> <laughs> at the end of the day, men need respect. We would take respect over love in the house any day. We are, we're two different beings. At the end of the day, we can be, and at the end of the day, when women say, we understand, oh, I, I communicate well, I communicate well. No, you don't. You communicate the way you communicate. Mm-hmm. We as men communicate the way we communicate. Mm. We have to understand each other to find 
how to communicate with each other and how to get our points across without any of the addition. That's, at the end of the day, that's what it takes. Drop the Proper communication. Yes, sir. So with that being said, I'm Yusuf Muhammad. This is Rasul. I'm Rasul Muhammad. This is the national. <laughs> <laughs> Find the Numa. All right, tell him know this Numa. If what? If you're not what? If you're not. Come on, we got somebody out first. Like, you got to do this part now. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. That's it. And... Hey, I'm Jamil Muhammad. Thank you all for tuning in for another version of another episode of Cocktail Conversation. Pray to see you again another day. Peace.